Welcome to the Deepwater Podcast. I'm Dave Mercer. I'm James Judd. And our goal on this podcast is to learn to make disciples the way Jesus made disciples. Yes, sir. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Deep Water Podcast. Glad you can be with us today. Today in northeastern New Mexico, it is a cool and slightly rainy afternoon, which is very pleasant for us. We've got a lot of rain in the last couple of weeks, and it has been awesome. So today, if you hear a little rain pattering on the tin roof, metal roof, or some thunder in the background, you'll know what's going on. I've actually asked God that every time I make a really good point of hit you know send a send a thing of thunder there so that really you know emphasize the good points i would appreciate that today i want to talk about the ne'er-do-wells you know there's always uh troublemakers problem people uh and sometimes sometimes they really are that sometimes it's just a uh a group they get thrown in uh you know sometimes there's there's a family that's known uh for being bad or there's a area of town known for being bad or or stuff and you know there's good people and bad people in those and then other times you know they really are are ne'er do well they never do well they're never doing the right thing i just had a couple of experiences recently that just it reminded me again and again that every ne'er do well has a story maybe there are some that are just you know born perfect, no trauma, turn out horrible. Um, but mostly there's a story. And whether it's, you know, I I grew up and my father was in prison basically my whole growing up years, and I started running on the streets, and then I got into drugs, or whether it's, uh, you know, my, my mother was on drugs the whole time, and I always struggled with whether someone loved me or not, or my parents abandoned me or I was assaulted or I have PTSD from something in the service. You know, there's always a story there. Usually kind of a hard story to listen to. And practically speaking, we all we all have some kind of story. But the thing that reminded me or that made me think about this is just how important it is uh, that when we meet people or a group of people that we don't judge them. Uh, but rather try to listen to them and engage them in conversation. And listen to the point where we can get down into those stories. And when we get into the stories and we know the problem, we know the dilemma, we know the injury, we have a much better chance of prescribing the right tool. Which, you know, I know that in all things, Jesus is the right tool, but there's also a way of presenting him. Last night, I was with a couple of friends, and we watched this uh, thing from Carl Medeiros. There's a YouTube video, you can look it up, called Tea with Hezbollah, and it's about loving your enemies. It's a really, really good video. Uh, maybe I'll put a link in the show notes, and you can watch it. But anyway, afterwards, we were talking, and somehow we got to come up to this idea that talking about you need to listen and understand or you need to study and understand before you just jump in. And it reminded me of a story, there's a a famous book, another one, if you haven't read it, you should, uh, called The Peace Child. And 
I believe it was Don Richardson, and he had went to, I believe, Papua New Guinea. I'm a fountain of a lot of information I'm not quite sure of. Um, I believe it was Papua New Guinea. Anyway, he went there. They go out. They start living with these tribes. Um, you know, they have some nice things that they would barter and trade with, you know, like metal hatchets and, and these kind of things. And so the the tribes wanted to live there, wanted to be close to them. But the tribes also had a lot of a lot of problems with each other, you know, and there was a lot of historical enmity. And so it was kind of an interesting situation. And, and Don goes through the effort, you know, they learn the language. And uh, he, he gets to the point where he knows the language well enough, and he begins telling them the stories of God. And, and I believe he started, like a lot of us, a lot of us do started at the very beginning and go through through Genesis and and on anyway, it comes to the point in time and he gets to the story of Jesus's betrayal and crucifixion. And when he gets to the point of Judas betraying Jesus, all of the guys that he's telling it to, they 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 exclaim and they're just so excited like, like wow. That Judas guy is amazing. I can't believe he was so so cool. He was so great. That's that was just oh wow, what a guy. And he's like he's like wait a minute. Like Judas is the bad guy. Why? No, you know he's so excited. And and it comes to find out that in their culture, uh, to be able to deceive, to be able to trick, to be able to make someone think they were your friend. And then deceive them as this really high skill. It's a high class honor, um, and I, I think I think it's not quite as bad. Probably inside their little tribe, but certainly tribe to tribe. And, and these people were cannibals, and there's all kinds of issues there. So he, he they just decide, you know, there, there's more and more trouble between the tribes, and they decide, man, we've just got to leave this place. And then they tell him, like, hey, we've got to leave. And the people don't want him to go, but they're like, no, like, you guys are fighting each other. And, like, we came to help. And instead you're fighting and it's not going good. We're just going to we're going to pull back and leave and maybe we'll come back. And and the next morning they wake up and there's, like, all this stirring going on. And, and they don't know what's going on. And they say, you know, is it, are they fighting? But they're like, no, no, they're not fighting. It's something different. And it winds up these two men, each from each each tribe, they they grab their child and they run across the line to the other side and they give the child to the other the other tribe, take the other child and, and then return back to their own. And he's like, "What's going on?" And, and he finds out that this is called a peace child. And because deception was so honored in this culture, the only way they could really trust one another is if they exchanged peace children. And as long as the peace child was still alive, the two tribes would have peace. But if the peace child died, then you know they go back to war and deception again. And so once he once he understood that cultural context, and the worst thing, the worst thing a person could do is if they betrayed a peace child. That was the worst thing. And so once he understood what they were doing and, and going through, their mindset, we call it their worldview. Once he understood that, then he was able to go back and represent the gospel. And it was the same gospel, it's the same story, but now he was able to present it like God sent his peace child, Jesus, to us, and Judas betrayed the peace child. And so they were able to understand, and, and there was a, a good movement of God there. And that's one of the classic books. If you haven't ever read that one, I highly, highly recommend it. Um, I'll try to drop a link to it in the show notes as well. So anyway, my th- my point is that with all these different people, be it different peoples from another culture 
or, you know, the, the thing I was thinking about the ne'er-do-wells, you know, is it some of the guys I met in prison recently or, or some of the other people and, and you think like, man, will that guy ever get his, his act together? Man, he's so lazy. Man, he's in prison. Man, he's on drugs. Man, he's whatever. He's lazy. He's a cheat. Somewhere there's probably a story. And if we can pull out that story, we have a lot better opportunity to share Jesus with them in a way that's meaningful to them, in a way they can understand him. And it also gives us a lot more a lot more pity. And one thing that I realize more and more the older and older I get is just how blessed I was to be in the family I was in. And that doesn't mean we didn't have problems. That didn't mean I haven't had my own share of troubles and hardships or things. But that man, compared to so many people that I've met, oh man, my life was easy. You know, and so when we can embrace those people, have a little empathy with them, embrace them, listen to them, honor them, and present, hopefully that leads in the end to presenting Jesus to these people. One of the things that was most significant out of the book, Contagious Disciple Making, was he just talked about the conversations move in steps and they move from casual conversations to significant conversations, and then finally to spiritual conversations. Sometimes that happens all at once. My wife had one of those experiences yesterday or today, and it wasn't a spiritual conversation about God, but it was a spiritual conversation, in this case about meditation in a temple, this girl brings up with her. Um, And so it's not where we would like the spiritual conversation to end, but at least she had a conversation. Other times it it takes a long time and people have to slowly learn that they can trust you and open up to them. And, and sometimes you have to sit through hours of conversation of things that you personally may not find as interesting. And sometimes I get so, I'm like, uh, are we going to talk about mechanics again? You know, like I'm not a, not a mechanical guy, you know, I don't want to talk about that, but you talk long enough. Eventually you get to significant conversations. And so uh, I got to have one of those uh, with a guy yesterday, and just praying that that would move into, like, it was a definitely significant conversation, and shed a lot of light on things for me. Um, and now I'm praying that that would move into a spiritual conversation, and that that might lead eventually into a, a discovery Bible study or a discovery group, and that God might do something really amazing uh, in that man's life and in his family's life. So those are my thoughts today. I uh, really appreciate you hanging in with me. We are going to be moving uh, from the paradise of northeastern New Mexico, where this year we actually get rain and it's actually green. Uh, we're going to move to Oklahoma City in a couple of weeks, unless something crazy happens. God willing. Um, that's our plan. So I may not get one of these podcasts out again for a couple of weeks, but... Uh, We'll hopefully see you on that side. And hopefully I'd like to get back to some more interviews. I haven't done too many of them recently, but I would like to get some more of those done and and we'll go from there. Anyway, glad you guys are with me. I uh, ask that you would pray for us, pray for us as we move and uh, pray. I'm not going to tell you my friend's name, but pray for him uh, that we would we would have more significant conversations that move to spiritual conversations. And it's just to add other one added cool bonus, uh, Disciple A. Disciple A got to lead a guy from Mexico to the Lord the other day. He works with this guy, and uh, they've had some conversations about it in the past. And uh, last week, uh, the guy was ready. And so 
now disciple A is working on on trying to encourage him and see if he can disciple him some and uh, inviting him to come into our church, which will be a little interesting um, because his heart language is Spanish. Um, I think he has pretty decent English, but I don't know that for sure. So we'll see how that goes. But I'm really proud of him. Uh, proud of him for proud of how God used him. Uh, excited about what God continues to do there. So that's what I got for you today. Uh, go and make disciples of all nations, teaching them to obey everything Jesus commanded. 